Let's have some fun. Hey guys, it's Juliana Rowe, but you can call me Huli. And that's nice. I'm a visual artist in St. Petersburg, Florida. Making art is my main hustle, but I've been an art educator for 10 plus years, anywhere from public schools to art museums. In fact, I've got two terminal degrees in this nebulous thing called art. This podcast is for the cool kids, so you can get my take on how to make and sell art, all the way to teaching a new generation of artists. Remember, next time someone asks you to design something for free, art is hard. Welcome back, Art Chicos y Chicas, to Art is Bloody Hard, isn't it there, love? That's my Jack Sparrow impression. I am here to talk a little bit about something that is super relevant to either the new teacher or the well-seasoned teacher, particularly those of us that are lucky enough to teach the beautiful world of visual art. And I have put together a little survival kit for you. And for the homework, you've probably guessed it, it is a checklist of this wonderful kit that I am here to discuss with you now. One of the things that you have to realize is once you become a teacher, it is definitely a lifestyle, okay? You are on 24-7 from the moment that you get out of your car to the moment you get back into your car and breathe a sigh of relief that the day is now done. So things like meetings, conferences, and open houses, you definitely want to be a little more than fresh so that you can continue on with your day and you can show up looking as if nothing has ever happened. I suggest putting together a little bit of a toiletry kit where you have your toothbrush, your makeup bag, your deodorant and toothpaste and maybe your hairbrush so you're not looking like the wrath of God at that after school meeting. And usually I keep it in my back room so I can have a little privacy so I can get dolled up. In the state of Florida, we definitely have to freshen up and reapply a couple of times a day. You can also do this if you want to freshen up during your lunchtime as well, so you can survive the second half of your day. A little bit more about your self-care is, ladies, you know what I'm talking about when you have to use the restroom? I usually have a very inconspicuous little mini bag where I can put my items so that kids aren't like, what are you having in your hand, Mrs. Rowe? Also, sometimes the things that you eat for lunch, no matter how delicious you thought they were, might have turned the next day. And I highly, highly suggest that in that little kit, you carry some Tums. Okay, because you cannot leave the classroom in a hurry to go empty yourself. More often than not, you're going to have a little headache, whether it's you've been staring at your computer screen for too long. Maybe you've been screaming at your children. No, just kidding. Don't scream at your children. A little bit too long that day. Maybe you've just been talking all day and it gives you a little bit of a headache. Ibuprofen is your friend. Next, I don't know about you, but I wash my hands like a surgeon when I'm at school. So definitely hand cream is one of those things you want to put into your kit. I use my hands like crazy. After all, I'm an artist and I've got my hands in either clay or paint or something along those lines and the hand cream helps give it a little bit extra protection so I can go the long run. Also, as you can tell, I have a podcast, so I'm somewhat of a chatterbox. So having some chapstick or lip gloss really helps you continue flapping your gums and telling the kids what they need to learn that day. Of course, now being 2020, we live in an era where there's a global pandemic, but I always, since the beginning have been super anal about cleaning my classroom, not only with hand sanitizer, also Lysol wipes. So I keep my own little personal stash of that in my desk. I have versions of that for my students as well. Now in middle school, I was actually diagnosed with scoliosis. Teachers are on their feet eight to 12 hours a day anyway. And I know my back is a wreck by the end of the day, if not the middle of the day. So I actually invested in a little back pillow for my teacher's chair. It helps a lot if you end up sitting and maybe you have a computer lab class, which I'm lucky enough to have and have been sitting in for a while, 
or you just need to take a little relief from standing all day during your break or during your planning period. Probably my number one item in this entire list is a rolling storage box. Usually they're foldable and they have wheels and one of those extendable handles. I used to rock the backpacks just like the kids and I looked cute like one of the kids, but the problem is my back was killing me when I was carrying around my laptops and my planner and books and everything else. I was done by the end of the day. My back was shot. So having that rolling storage box, I know it's not the coolest thing in the world. You look a little little dorky there, but putting my backpack, my lunchbox, or any other large heavy item that I could just roll it along from my car to the classroom has been a back saver. I get it. There's lots of different grade levels. There's lots of different subject areas and activities that you do with your kids all throughout the day. And there's different roles, but absolutely 100%. I recommend you getting sneakers to wear to school. They're comfortable. They're closed toe. And if stuff hits the fan, you are ready. Okay. I've tried the cute little Mary Janes and stuff like that. You know, I've tried all the shoes that give you blisters and yeah, they look cute, but I am telling you right now, sneakers are your best friend. So make it fun. Get a couple of different funky colors. I love rocking the skirt with my Converse. That's kind of my signature look. I use my phone for absolutely everything, but I am so clumsy and I drop my phone all the time on the concrete ground there. If you use your phone quite a bit to either change the music in the classroom or take pictures of the students' beautiful work, get an OtterBox for that thing. I know that it's expensive, but it is so worth it. If you are lucky enough to teach out of a computer lab, which I do with my creative photography and digital art image classes, you probably have a lab and you probably use a computer a lot. You're using it all the time anyway if you do your grade books or if you do your attendance. It's probably on a laptop. I highly recommend you getting some blue blocking glasses. Even if you don't need a prescription, I actually have a really light reading prescription and I went ahead and splurged on the blue blocking. It is so worth it. It reduces headaches and your eyes aren't as dry at the end of the day. Now, one little bit of self-care here that I wanted to emphasize. Yes, I'm very open and free and loving with my students, but I want to make sure that they understand boundaries. One of those things is that my desk is sacred, 100%. They are not allowed to touch anything on my desk. They're not allowed to sit at my desk. It is absolutely a shrine to me, and they are not allowed in it, on it, or anywhere around it, okay? Trust me, it's a lifesaver. I know it's one of those things, you know, you'll kind of find out what you're comfortable with and what you're not, but my kids know that my desk is 100% sacred and they get in big fat trouble if that's something that they can't respect. You gotta give yourself a little bit of breathing room because the kiddos will walk all over you. During lunchtime, for example, some teachers will host students in their room and they can work on their projects a little bit more or what have you, but I have come to understand that I need that little break in the middle of my day. Your unscheduled time is sacred, ladies and gentlemen. And you'll know because sometimes I have AP students that have to get their portfolios done at the end of the year. So usually what I do is absolutely no students during lunch and only the second half of the year, only my AP students. And I only had 11 of them anyway, and they were always working really hard. So that ended up working out really well. After all, All of these different things that you do throughout a school day, they really capitalize a lot of your time. So at least you can put your foot down in these little instances like your planning period and your lunchtime. So keep them to yourself. You'll find that you become a lot more zen for your kids later on that day. Okay, 
So besides the self-care, I want you to consider your kiddo care too, because I care deeply about my students and I want to make sure that I have a loving and warm and safe environment overall for all of my students. And I have a couple of tricks to share with you. Number one is classroom management. I know that's a scary word for brand new teachers. I've been doing it for a long time. You'll kind of get to know what you're comfortable with. But before I even start lesson planning, I come together and I have a plan about my classroom rules and expectations. And one of the things that you should start off with is make sure that it's posted and visible somewhere in the classroom, what you expect, what those consequences are, and you keep it the same for everybody at all times. I also list this in my syllabus and I have parents sign it so that the parents are aware what those expectations are and I can hold the kiddos accountable for those things. I'll have another episode where I'll go a little bit more into classroom management, especially for our classrooms, but for this purpose, I'll just kind of make that a big point in my kiddo care kit. Another thing I suggest is to have a clipboard at your desk or maybe in your top front drawer that lists all of your parent contacts for all of your students. You have no idea how handy that comes in, whether it's there's a bomb threat on campus and we all have to run out the door and I have all the parents' contacts ready to go in case something is happening. You never know this day and age now. Maybe one kiddo had a really difficult day when it comes to their behavior. Maybe we need to call home. Having that ready to go and not having to frustratedly look through the computer, have to look it up, you're already upset. So it's just nice to have it ready to go and you can hop on one of the school phones and give them a little call and let them know how their little angel is doing. It's nice to have an email list if you want to update parents on any kind of special projects that you're doing, art shows, they always love to hear about that. Please don't make any parent contacts just negative. You always want to have something encouraging and positive where you keep in contact with them as well. Maybe like a little class newsletter or something. Another thing to consider when you're planning out your classroom is zones and routines. There's certain areas of the classroom where you know that's exactly where something is going to happen. So I always have a huge pump of hand sanitizer and tissues right by the door and right by one of my sinks. So my students, if they need to get up and blow their nose and use a little bit of hand sanitizer, they can do that when they walk in through the door, walk out the door, or after they're done washing their hands. They know exactly where they need to dry their art when they're done. It's always in the same place. I try not to change too many things so that they fall into a comfortable routine. They know where the computer lab area is and my two studio students do not go over there, only my digital and photography students go over there, and then vice versa, so they have their own zones. My AP students have their own area as well, where they can feel like they can spread out, be independent, and have their own little studio, if you will. There's also a zone for where I start class. I always start class in the same spot, whether it's on my monitor for my computer lab, or whether it's my front projector there. And I have my drawing of the day, my bell ringer set up for the kids to start. They know exactly what to do. Those routines that they fall in really make it comfortable and everybody knows exactly what to do every time they walk into the door. I have a little place where I sit in the front of the room where they know to start to get quiet and I'm about to explain the lesson for the day. And again, those zones or routines are not only going to help you function that classroom a little bit more efficiently, but the students are going to feel more comfortable and they're also going to be more independent and flow through that room and know exactly what to do and where to go. It takes a little time, but that's actually one of the first things I do my first week is I establish what happens where and what they should do in different situations and what those routines are. That's what you're looking for. All right, being the art teacher, I get to have some fun. So I highly recommend, if you'd like to spend a little bit of cash on it, is to get a Bluetooth speaker to play some music. 
I'm lucky enough to where I have some pretty awesome speakers on my TV in my classroom. And I also highly suggest Spotify. I love having a Spotify account because I can literally look up any song. I can create a playlist. Of course, no cuss words Lil John on my playlist for my art classroom. I also try to keep it a little nondescript. Sometimes lyrics can get kind of fuzzy and you don't want to make the kids all riled up. So I love having my own curated playlist. This is just for fun. I really like to give a little personality and color to my classroom. Usually they have like those concrete beige institutional walls that don't really make for a very warm fuzzy feeling. So I invest a little bit every school year to make it a little bit more homey. I love shopping at discount stores like Aldi or Big Lots. Sometimes I get those giant wall tapestries and it's really easy to cover up a big ugly wall. Sometimes I get those little encouraging light up signs. And of course, what does my light up board say? It says art is hard, love row, of course. Maybe a little lava lamp to give a little warm glow, maybe a little plant. And it's funny, I didn't think anybody cared about my plant, but later on after spring break, my students were like, Miss Rowe, we forgot to water the plant. And I was like, I didn't even know they realized there was a plant back there. Another thing I like to do, and I probably should have included this with the zones, but that's okay, is to have a bulletin board for the classroom. That could be updates about any art shows or opportunities that the kids can have, maybe an after-school art club update, maybe if you have National Art Honor Society or AP deadlines, just basically a calendar and flyers about some of those different events. School events as well. You want to keep them all organized and there's always one place where they can go to check it out. I like putting it by the doorway so when they're waiting for the bell to ring, they have something to read and to think about. Makes for a good conversation piece and it also keeps them organized. Speaking of organized, I wanted to give you a little spiel about organization. And I know we're artists. We're not the most organized people. I'm a little bit of an exception to the rule. I am a type A, I am a teacher, and of course I am an artist too. Organization is a big part of my workflow, not only before I create art, but also before I establish my classroom. Just getting everything organized. I spend a lot of time doing it. With organization, get a label maker if you have to. You know I got my nice shiny label maker there because it's going to help your overall sanity. Things are so fast paced at school that sometimes you have to grab stuff and go, not only for your sanity, but the kids function better as well. They know where to get stuff. They don't have to come bugging you every five seconds. Where's the scissors? Um, The labeled box in the corner where I always keep it that says scissors. Yeah, that's where it is. Sometimes things happen and God bless substitute teachers. The subs also know what's up. If you keep everything really organized, obvious, displayed really nicely, labeled really well, they're going to thank you for it. And your classroom won't be in shreds when you get back. Just wanted to mention that admin really likes it. There's the typical messy art classroom and sometimes mine kind of gets away from me. But in general, admin really likes to have a beautiful classroom to kind of show off because sometimes they like to have prospective students come through your room and say, oh, look at this really beautiful art department we have. Ah, Having it really nice shows how well your department is doing and, you know, your admins like it too. So why not make them happy? All right, kiddos, don't worry. I'm going to go more in depth to some of these other subjects that I covered, but I figured for one of these earlier episodes, I give you a nice overview of the art teacher survival kit. I know you can do it. Have respect for yourself. Love your students. It's all about self-care and the kiddo care. And it's all about the organization. Stay tuned for the homework. Do you?
your homework, young lady, or young man, or young non-binary loving person, or they or them. I love you all. You've probably guessed that this is going to be an art teacher survival kit checklist, of course. And I want to touch on a few of those different bullet points. I have a section dedicated to self-care because you are number one. You are the barometer for your room. If you are zen and happy, then your kids really absorb that like a little sponge. And of course, your kiddo care. And sometimes you don't think your kids notice it because teenagers are too cool to say thank you, but they do. Putting that love into that classroom really shows. Organization as well. It's going to benefit you in the long run you will see what I'm talking about. I also wanted to go over a few of these items. So when it comes to the toiletries, I love to shop at the Dollar Tree for those. They have them in really cute, small little sizes. You can even probably find a little makeup bag to throw them in, or if you're a man, put them in a lunchbox or something manly. If your parents are amazing and you want to include in your syllabus a little wish list, a lot of times they'll donate things like hand sanitizer and Lysol wipes as well. Another good thing to remember is to save all of your receipts for all of these things that you're spending. Sometimes your school district has reimbursement programs. Sometimes they write grants for teachers and things like that. If you save those receipts, sometimes they can be tax deductible too. I'm also going to include a few of my favorite products with active links on that checklist for you. And of course, you can find this freebie downloadable checklist at www.artbyhooli.com slash hw4. This is your fourth homework with me, and I hope you've enjoyed them so far. And remember, if you step into your classroom and you feel like it's a jungle in there, and you are the Lord of the Flies, don't forget, art is hard. <laughs>